Welcome to Shake and Bake Cast. Today's guest is Susan Brock. She is now retired, but in her career looked after two major specialist Shakespeare libraries, the Library of the Shakespeare Institute of the University of Birmingham and the Library of the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust. At Shakespeare Institute, where she was first a postgraduate student, she supported a community of postgrads and academics working on all aspects of Shakespeare's life and work and the literary and dramatic background of his time. Later, at the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust, she had in her care a fantastic collection of books and theater archives, including three first folios in a library open to all. It is such a pleasure to welcome you, Susan. Well, it's good to be talking to you, Larry. You have had a simply amazing set of experiences with Shakespeare collections. If I may, uh, first, uh, if I may start with the first folios, the first published collection of Shakespeare's plays seven years after his death at the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust, how are they helpful to scholars and how do they put us closer to Shakespeare? Well, in terms of helpful to scholars, or indeed helpful to anyone who's interested in um, um, plays and drama, I suppose um, the main thing is, is that without the first folio, we wouldn't have texts of at least 17 of Shakespeare's most famous plays, including The Tempest, The Comedy of Errors, and Twelfth Night. In fact, we'd never have Friends, Romans, and Countrymen, then me or Ian, <laughs> have Julius Caesar or double, double toil and trouble because no death. <laughs> so that's a pretty big, important contribution to Shakespearean knowledge. Yes, indeed. Um, could you tell us something more about the Shakespeare Institute? It sounds like a fabulous place, uh, a Shakespeare lover's paradise. Well, I must say, of course, I'm slightly biased having been a student there and then worked there for about 20 years. I suppose the great thing about the Shakespeare Institute is that it um, is a community of postgraduate students and academics. And so, as you said in your introduction, you can study any aspect of Shakespeare there because it has its own library of about 70,000 books and periodicals. Uh, but the important thing is, is you have people to talk to, you have people who are working in the same area, uh, people who bring expertise from across the world, their own life experience to the study of Shakespeare. Um, and that's unique, really, and it's a very small community. So there are about um, between 50 and 70 students, 10 members of staff. It's in a beautiful 18th century building with its own garden. And I have to say that sort of Socratic idea of talking and walking and sitting in a garden and discussing um, the academic challenges that you're facing is something that really brings study to life and makes it worthwhile. Um, the Folger Library in Washington DC, of course, does that on a rather bigger scale. Um, just as I said, the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust has got three first folios. The Folger has 82 <laughs> and it has got wonderful, wonderful collections and a beautiful building and the facilities for scholars are fantastic. But what the Shakespeare Institute has is that it's in Shakespeare's birthplace. It's five minutes from the Holy Trinity Church where Shakespeare was buried. 
It's 10 minutes from the Royal Shakespeare Theatre. Um, what more could anyone want? <laughs> well, let me ask you a more personal question, if I may. What um, took, how did you transition from being a postgraduate student into uh, somebody who was became involved in the, the library itself at the Institute? Well, um, my whole career has been rather one of serendipity, and I started um, my career as a postgraduate in the Latin department at the University of Birmingham, and my particular area of interest was Renaissance Latin drama, uh, that is, plays written in Latin, but in England about the time of Shakespeare. And because the Institute had a fantastic library, including then, in those days, a long time ago, microfilms of every book published in England before 1640, um, I naturally gravitated to the collection because my research materials were there. Um, then after I'd been there a few years, I worked as a library assistant because I needed some money to continue my studies. and. Um, when I finished my PhD, I decided I wanted to be a librarian. I went off and um, did a year's practical work, as you had to do before you went to library school in those days. And after a year working in a very uh, new, shiny, wonderfully equipped university library um, that was devoted to undergraduate texts, I decided really this wasn't for me. It was just too routine. It was too boring. There wasn't enough research in it. And I um, decided instead to be an archivist. Uh, that is someone who looks after not printed books, but um, historical documents. And um, I did the training for that. I worked for a while at the um, library at the cathedral in Worcester. Uh, which is in the central part of England, not very far from Birmingham, which has um, a wonderful collection of ecclesiastical records and manuscripts going back to the the will of King John. Oh, is King John. And uh, so that was a, a wonderful, wonderful collection. I worked there for three years. And then um, the librarian at the Shakespeare Institute was due to retire and the director and fellows of the Institute were very um, keen to have someone looking after the library who understood the challenges that um, academics and postgraduates face in trying to locate material, um, to support their training needs in terms of bibli bibliographical inquiries and so on. And so a call went out to all graduates of the Institute who'd had anything to do with libraries, would they like to apply? I was coming to the end of a contract, I applied, and amazingly, I got the job, oh. and the rest is history. Right, that, that's a great story. Um, I'm gonna so, ask you an unfair question. You've uh, had this rich career with Shakespeare academics, scholars, people passionate about Shakespeare, and I'm sure many collaborations. Can you describe um, any of the most interesting projects you may have collaborated on in these libraries? Yes, I suppose, well, this might be one that's, um, that you'd have a particular interest in. Um, my career, I suppose, spanned um, 40 years where uh, we started off really with the most um, avant-garde um, research materials were microfilms. 
Well, at the time I um, finished uh, my career at uh, the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust, of course, we were right in the middle of digitization. Yeah. And um, one of the most challenging and interesting projects that um, I was involved with there was um, trying to make the collections of the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust and of the Royal Shakespeare Company, which were kept um, and looked after by the Trust, as um, accessible as possible internationally. Um, at the Trust, as you pointed out, um, the library and collections are open to anyone with a genuine interest, but they had to come to Stratford. And um, what we did was to try to find ways that we could make available uh, the very rich theatre archives, especially um, production photographs of the Royal Shakespeare Company's productions that go back to 1879, and also the records of Stratford and Shakespeare um, that the Trust held, and the Trust was set up in 1847. So you can imagine the size of the collection. And at the same time as doing that, we had to try to um, reconcile that open access approach with trying to generate some revenue that would keep all these collections going. So that was a really testing uh, project and one which is ongoing. I can't say that the answer was found, but the journey has been very, very creative and um, challenging. And what has resulted is um, a database which anyone can consult on the website of the Shakespeare Birthplace Trust, um, which is called the RSE Performance Database. And that links uh, records of productions, cast lists, um, dates, with actual performance photographs. That's available to everyone. Oh, that's, that is a tremendous resource. What a gift. What a... And I would suggest to any of your students that are interested in um, Shakespeare performance and uh, the way that Shakespeare has been performed over many, many, many decades to look at that website, which is at www.shakespeare.org.uk. You'll find lots of stuff there. I'll be sure to uh, share that website on the track. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Susan. It's been a true pleasure listening you, to you uh, talk about uh, some of your experiences with the Shakespeare libraries. Great. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So did I. <laughs>